This weekly travel program, Jet Setting with Janet, is proudly sponsored by MLT Car Hire and Tours. Are you looking for a highly professional, established vehicle rental service? Look no further. MLT Car Hire and Tours delivers on service excellence and competitive prices. Log on to mltcarhireandtours.co.za for their full range of benefits or MLT Car Hire and Tours on Facebook. Are you looking for a highly professional established vehicle rental service and shuttle service where client satisfaction is a priority? Look no further. MLT Car Hire is committed to delivering quality low mileage vehicles to suit your budget. MLT Car Hire also specializes in mini and long leases for individuals and corporates as well as staff transport and airport transfers with offices at the airport and in the Helderberg area. We are proud members of SATSA Fedhaza and Cape Town Tourism. MLT Car Hire delivers on service excellence and competitive prices. Log on to MLT Car Hire and Tours for our full range of benefits or MLT Car Hire and Tours on Facebook. So this morning we're chatting with Graham Harvard. Graham is the general manager of the Pongo Private Game Reserve. Uh, one of the jewels in the crown of the premier resort group. And uh, Graham, I only have wonderful things to say about your wonderful, uh, I only have wonderful things to say about Mpongo. From the time I took that long, windy drive coming through from East London onto the dirt road to get to you, and then the excitement of parking my car at the bottom and getting onto that nice outdoor kind of vehicle. You know, it, the excitement started there because it feels like you're on holiday and you're somewhere out there uh, from the very first time you step onto your property. But uh, there are so many wonderful things to share about my experience of being there, Graham, least of which was the um, fantastic hospitality that we enjoyed. I was given a, a wonderful, sweet which opened out into the just what felt like the wild because I woke up and blinked twice because I saw two two giraffes standing almost in my bedroom. Now, I don't know if this was curated especially for me, but all I can say is I was just wild. So, Graham, you get to spend every single day at Mpongo. And uh, it must be quite a treat to live and work there. Now, I want you to tell our listeners the best part of being a resident of a game reserve. Yeah, Jeanette, uh, we're very privileged. Uh, I, st- I get up every morning with a cup of coffee. I stand on the front veranda. I put my hands in the air and I say, thank you, God, for everything. And and it's it's pure bliss staying here, the tranquility um, it feels like your soul has been revitalized. Uh, it's it's the perfect way and place to do your own soul searching in love in in life. And I think once once you found that 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 area and place that I think you you know you you meant to be and and you don't have have sometimes the ability to say where you need to be, but the place tells you that. And I meant to be at Mpongo. And I'm very privileged to be here. That sounds wonderful. Now, there are so many little quaint aspects to Mpongo. That wonderful circular uh, lounge area with a roaring fire where you can take your coffee. 
And I was very privileged to be able to invite friends and chef prepared a braai, especially for us. And uh, we had lazy breakfast because we would wake up and go for an early morning walk or game drive and were able to come back and have a leisurely breakfast around 10 or 11 when most other places are closing breakfast at that time. Was that just for me or can other people also enjoy that? Yes, well, you know, we don't stick to two times. Uh, our guests tell us their times. So we're very flexible when it comes to what it, it's not what, what we want, but it's what the guest needs and wants. That uh, I think uh, Mpongo stands out from the rest where we give the personal touch and that personal feeling. And by the time our guests leave, they leave as friends and not as guests anymore. And uh, Jeanette, I'm sure you could you could say that you have definitely left as a friend and will always be a, a friend of Mpongo's. Absolutely, absolutely true. And you know what was so great is that uh, I had come to work, but it felt like a, a holiday, even though I got up and I went to an office every single day. Um, I felt so relaxed. It must have been that uh, wide open space, the fresh air and those amazing game drives. And then, of course, that uh, that one ranger that you have who told us that um, one of his best part, pastimes is actually uh, playing with the dung. And he said he's, uh, you know, he's just quite comfortable doing that. <laughs> it's one of the okay. highlights of the day. And he can identify everything just by the dung that's out there in the wild. So it's really a very special feeling. Now, for one of our listeners that are wanting to come to Mpongo Graham, what can they look forward to besides the things that we've chatted about? What are the unique things? Well, the unique things around Mpongo, you know, we, we, we offer a variety of uh, animals such as uh, elephant, buffalo, giraffe, zebra, a whole lot of antelope species. And we are very uh, lucky to have uh, the brown ahina uh, as part of uh, Mpongo. Um, the brown ahina is a, a very rare inhabitant at Mpongo. Uh, brown ahinas are nocturnal and mostly solitary uh, creatures. They also are listed on the near-threatened list. So it's very exciting when we get to see them or find evidence of them in the field. They have a, an essential role to play in the reserve's ecosystem um, for scavenging and carnivore and garbage collectors. Um, so, you know, the opportunity to, to see uh, Brian Ahina as well as all of our other, other animals is really a, a, a gift and uh, that needs to be explored. We also offer uh, 320 bird species within in the reserve, um, which is uh, very nice for the avid birder, um, photographer. Uh, Mpongo has so much to offer when it comes to to the ecosystem with our rolling hills and and Mpongo River that r runs through the through the reserve. We also, um, you know, our elephant, we're the only reserve within a 230-kilometer radius of East London that offers uh, elephant viewing. So that's definitely a, a nice selling point for Mpongo, as well as our, our conservation land of 3,500 hectares. That is just breathtaking. It's, it's phenomenal. Now, we know that the Eastern Cape is considered one of the poorest provinces in South Africa. It has a very high unemployment rate and exists mostly on subsistence agriculture. So the tourism feat that you get through there is really 
contributing to the to the GDP of the province. Uh, what can you tell us about the people that you employ? Are you employing locally? Uh, what is the kind of demographic of your staff establishment? Our staff establishment ranges from, uh, you know, from, from me being a local boy as well. Most of our staff are all local. All of our, our cleaning staff, our hospitality staff, uh, 90% come from our local local location, which is the Newlands uh, location. And it is uh, only about three, four kilometers from from the from the reserve itself so we try we try and go local because uh, i think uh, all of our south africans should think that uh, local is lacquer and uh, yeah we need to we need to uh, look after people who look after us so local is definitely better thank you graham so for those listeners who feel like being an african queen or king for a couple of days please do go check out mpongo game reserve um it's one of those amazing places where you still have a uh, ball and claw bath in the middle of the bedroom and uh, a bed that sort of has a 360 view. It's very special and it's definitely worth a visit. And Graham, thank you for sharing your wonderful resort with us this morning. Thank you very much, Jeanette. Take care. Bye-bye. This weekly travel program, Jet Setting with Janet, is proudly sponsored by MLT Car Hire and Tours. Mr. Seko, how are you doing this morning? Good morning. I'm very well. Thank you. How are you? I'm good, Siseko. No complaints this side. And uh, Siseko is speaking to us live from my what I consider to be my spiritual home, the Eastern Cape. Um, Siseko, it's just such a pleasure to have you with us this morning on Helderberg FM on the Jet Setting with Janet show. I watch your adventures with great interest and, uh, you know, you are that guy. You are that guy who's out there just making things happen, enticing us with uh, the desire to visit uh, the Eastern Cape province. And I thought it would be apt to have you, who's such a champion for all things Eastern Cape, to chat to us this morning about some of the wonderful gems in this part of the world. Thank you for having me. Uh... Indeed, the Eastern Cape is that destination um, tucked away. Um, not so long ago, just before COVID, I was in UK talking about the uh, South African tourism and also the Eastern Cape. And many people would say, oh, I've been to the Eastern Cape. Yes, I went to the Table Mountain. Like, ah, <laughs> not that one. <laughs> Uh, it's that destination, unfortunately, that we are a bit tucked away, which has been something that, uh, fortunately, we're trying to 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 rope in the Eastern Cape Parks and Tourism Agency, and they are working around the clock just to put ourselves out there to the people that this is one of the destinations that a person could uh, visit. Well, Siseko, we all ears, we want to hear about those hidden gems and those mainstream offerings. So the floor is yours. Excite us. <laughs> Thank you. Um, the Eastern Cape, I always say uh, many people would say um, when they go to other destinations, when they want to learn more about the great star world, Nelson Mandela, visiting his jails, uh, his cell, 
visiting the Vinegaza Street, the capture site. But very few people have actually been to the villages that molded Nelson Mandela. So one of our tours, that our signature tours, we go to these three villages that molded him, having been um, born in Mveso and 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 grew up in Kulu and Mpegezoni. So I always refer those villages as the Nelson Mandela Triangle. Um, because when you go there, you get to see uh, where he always talk about the Basha River, those green rolling uh, hills of Mkunu. So you see those things uh, physically. One of his favorite childhood game was the stone sliding. So when you get to Mkunu, you do the same thing that he used to enjoy growing up. So it's a very personalized a tour uh, in when he was under the guardianship of Chief Jongindaba. He lived in the mm-hmm. Rondavel there in That rent of Rondavel, it's still there intact. So it's a very unique kind of an experience that you 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 see or you find in the Eastern Cape. Uh, there's also other uh, tourist attractions in the area like the the waterfalls in in the Pondoland waterfall bluff which is one of the few waterfalls in the world that pours directly into the ocean and there's there's just also fascinating to circle yeah, so it's those kind of things. I always say to other people, the Eastern Cape is not the only province which is rural areas, but what's unique about our rural setup, they are just coastal. Those beautiful Rondavels traditional homes on the hill overlooking the ocean is just spectacular. So, Siseko, just for the benefit of our listeners this morning, what would you suggest as a typical day on a tour in the Eastern Cape? Now, I see you always doing these extreme things, and I wonder how fit you are. You must be super fit because hanging onto cliffs and on the edge of waterfalls and river rafting. But for the average person visiting who maybe does not have the kind of fitness level that you do, what would you suggest mm. on a typical visit? Um, for, for, for the Eastern Cape, it would be difficult to fit it in a day. You will hear you need at least a week. It's, it's, a, it's the second largest province in the country. So it's huge. And I would suggest if you are an adventurous person, then it's best to hang around uh, Tsitsikama, Ado area, because around Ado and Colchester, you find the big dunes, one of the big dunes in the country. You'd find the, the longest double zip line. So that's for adventure donkeys. If you are more looking for cultural things, then if you come to the site of Coffee Bay, that will be the best area if you want to ex- explore such things. If you love the history and all of those things, then you can come to destinations such as Graf Reynet, Kredok, those kind of the, uh, areas. So it depends on your on your interest. And as for me, I love outdoors, I love adventure, I love hiking trails, uh, kayaking, those kind of things. So I'm an adventure junkie, but I'm a provincial guide in culture and adventure. 
That sounds wonderful, Suseko. I think many people also are interested in tracing the footsteps of Almadiba, and they will come for that experience. And others will come because of the wide open spaces and the many game lodges and game reserves and, you know, just the great outdoors that the Eastern Cape offers. I don't think people quite get how many of these kinds of reserves and and open spaces there are. Lots of parks. Mm. Um, So maybe just tell a little bit about that so that people get a sense of what what their options are. With the with the safari experience, we are blessed um, in the Eastern Cape. Actually, other destination would have the Big Five. In the Eastern Cape, we have the Big Seven. So we are fortunate we have the the Great White Shark and and the and the whale. So in in safari, um, it's not only the wild animals. There's also the ocean safaris. So it's more Allah along the Port Elizabeth or Tabecha side. Then if you're looking for the, the big five and, and other uh, wild animals, uh, we are fortunate to have some of the exquisite game lodges in the Eastern Cape. Uh, but you find you can even have like a day tour in a reserve or you can do sleepover depending on your budget. Uh, but you do find affordable game reserves and even the more exclusive ones so it's it's our the offering varies depending on your on your on your budget that sounds wonderful Siseko. i can't wait uh, to come back to the eastern cape you know i come there often and mm. uh, this time i'm going to be in Siseko's care because i want to see a province from a different perspective i'm going to start exercising hard now and building up my fitness so that I can keep up with you, Siseko, on all your... I will take it easy on you, I promise. I will take it easy on you. (laughs) Yes, please classify me as a beginner always. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us, Siseko, and there's a great prize from Siseko for one of those adventure types that are wanting to follow in the footsteps of Siseko Yelani, tour guide extraordinaire on the heritage and the adventure side. Thank you, Siseko. Thank you for having me. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. This weekly travel program, Jet Setting with Janet, is proudly sponsored by MLT Car Hire and Tours. So this morning we're chatting with Professor Daryl David. He has quite a reputation and is considered a luminary amongst those in the, in the bookish know because he is a uh, prolific creator of book festivals, having done Madiba Land and the Alan Payton Book Festival, he's now appealing to a much younger audience, having just done the Children's Book Festival in the Western Cape. And um, it's always great to have young readers encouraged, because what it means is that, um, you know, you've got a future audience for the books that you create, Daryl. Is that the strategy with the Children's Book Festival? Um, good morning, Janet. Thanks for having me um, on your show. It's a pleasure to to talk to you and an honor to talk to you as well. Yes, uh, that is one of the the aims of the festival is to appeal to to young readers um, and to um, you know thereby contribute to improving the literacy levels in in South Africa, which continually are in the news for all the wrong reasons. 
So, so that is one of the reasons, uh, you know, of, of the Children's Book Festival. And, and of course, the other reason was to, um, to showcase a sector of the literary community uh, that for too long have been marginalized. And, um, and here I'm talking about children's book writers and illustrators who up till this festival, um, there wasn't really a festival exclusively for them. And, and so those were, were two of the stated goals for, for the festival. So now what you're saying is that the, this is the first of its kind, the book festival? Yes, I'm saying it's, it's the first of its kind uh, book festival that deals exclusively uh, with children's literature. No, That's normally, quite phenomenal. Yeah, you know, so, so, so we're really proud. And, and you know, the buy-in from, from writers and publishers and, and just book lovers in general has been overwhelming. And the support that we've gotten um, has been, you know, up there with some of the great festivals that uh, I've organized over the years. So, Daryl, in this era that we find ourselves in, where every child is, you know, basically handed a smartphone or a digital device, how do we entice them to become readers and not just, you know, people who passively watch um, show after show what is yes, what is the thing that you're doing to attract these yes. young audiences yeah so so firstly i think that you know um research shows that um children read when their parents read and when parents show an interest in in young children uh, reading um you, you know reading to their children inevitably those children go on to become independent readers and so that is what we we're trying to encourage is is the entire family to get involved and that is why it was so encouraging to see so many parents bringing in their children so young that's the first strategy that we want to use the second strategy naturally is we also want to have outreach po programs to go out to schools. And in a way, uh, you know, without uh, being demeaning in any way, we want to make reading sexy to, to young children. We want to show them that there's a beauty attached to it. Um, we want to break away from the didactic approach that they may be used to at schools where books are used to teach moral lessons. We want books to be fun where they make you laugh, they make you cry without a teacher really asking you, now what is the theme, little Johnny, of this book? So that is what we're we aiming, aiming to do with, uh, with the book festival. And, and you know, that is why, um, you know, we, we, we try and, and do all that we can to, to make the festival, uh, you know, have, have a, a, a sex appeal to it or a uniqueness to it that you won't get with other festivals. Um, and, and, and that is why, you know, we, as part of the book festival, we want to now branch out into the Eastern Cape. That sounds pretty exciting. You must definitely have a chat with Graham. I can see an amazing book festival where you read about nature and then go out and explore at Mpongo for sure. So, so Daryl, I'm just listening to what you're saying. Now, we have a reading culture in our home, and I've always been an ardent reader. 
You know, it's right. like an escape, but you can't quite you can't quite explain to people. It's so immersive that um, mm -hmm. uh, children who don't experience books they lose out on an on an imagination that is just just infinite because there is so much limitation if you watch something and it's prescribed to you how it's supposed to be perceived. But when you actually read, you create those scenes, you create those little vignettes of, of scenes for yourself, which you don't get to do if you're just watching something, you know. So I think there's definitely, uh, there must be a resurgence of, the development of the imagination, the wanting to explore and go on adventures in your own backyard, go in a, on an adventure in some corner of the house and make reading palatable again, because we seem to have lost that. We've become too immediate, too press of the button and um, you know um, everything is uh, about Netflix and chill and uh, not much interaction. So uh, yeah. we thank you for for stimulating the imaginations of young people and 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 you know old people as well. I know you're an ardent festival creator, and it's just phenomenal that you're taking the Western Cape by storm with all of these amazing book festivals and contributing to a body of knowledge that um, could very well become a dying art, the art of reading. Daryl David. Thank you for keeping it alive. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Janet. And thank you for helping to keep it alive through shows like this and through publicizing um, our events um, in, in this small corner of the world, uh, but which has proven to be uh, a wonderful place, a nurturing space uh, for, for children's literature. And if I could just add one last comment. Um, Absolutely. The the, the aim of the festival was also to partner with Heartland's Baby Sanctuary. And, and all of the money that we raise at the festival goes to Heartland's Baby Sanctuary for abandoned and orphaned children. And, and that was essentially uh, the aim that got this festival off the ground. And I'm pleased to say that we had such phenomenal support um, this last weekend um, and and we really hope that every year we can help to 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 help the people of Heartlands to care for more and more children um, who are not so fortunate to come into this world uh, where people uh, love and adore them, uh, but they find themselves in 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 homes and in orphanages like Heartland. Well, that's a great cause, Daryl. A cause with passion and, of course, with so many um, convolutions in terms of the impact that it makes on young people, just nurturing them, but also developing young minds and young imaginations. That is just fantastic work that you are doing. Thank you for joining us this very fine morning on Jet Setting with Janet. Thank you, Janet. This weekly travel program, Jet Setting with Janet, is proudly sponsored by MLT Car Hire and Tours. Are you looking for a highly professional, established vehicle rental service? Look no further. MLT Car Hire and Tours delivers on service excellence and competitive prices. Log on to mltcarhireandtours.co.za for their full range of benefits or MLT Car Hire and Tours on Facebook.